0: Thank you. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. My name is Jack Oatway.
1: And I'm Jay Oatway, and we are here this week to talk about the best rogue subclass of all time. That is right. We are deciding
0: it here and now. No one else gets to decide but us. We have been given the honors. I'm pretty uh, sure there's
1: the <clears throat> G- there's only one right answer to this.
0: What What's that answer?
1: Or you go first. You tell me you're first.
0: <laughs> well, there's uh, plenty show me of choose from. I'll show you mine. <laughs> I think Scout is pretty darned good.
1: You're ranking Scout as your top pick right off the well, bat? I don't know. I'm not going to tease people. You, you're just coming out of the gate and saying Scout. You
0: told me to come out of the gate and say it. All
1: right. I, uh, Maybe it's not the best i, but I, I played it a lot. couple of Scouts, and I did a 20th level with you and some friends where we did like try just to make the biggest meanest like super killingest uh It's and not the super killingest. I chose I chose Scout because I believe it to be the super killiest. It's
0: not the super killiest, unfortunately.
1: Uh it, it worked really well.
0: It will yeah. And you know
1: why? 20th because at twentieth level, you get double sneak attack. Yeah. So oh, this, yeah, is big, right. this is the big this is a bit of a caveat, right? So clearly today folks, we are not going to be able to give you the Best rogue subclass no. because the best rogue subclass is the one that you want to play.
0: It's inside all of
1: us all along. It's it's, it's been there. The best rogue subclass is the beginning. friends we made along the way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's it's been in your heart since the beginning. So let's just go through each of them alphabetically, perhaps. And it this also depends a lot on. No, I don't want to go through them all. Okay, uh, we'll we can touch on them. We can, quickly. but uh, I just want to say that this also depends a lot on what campaign setting you're playing and what level you're playing at yeah uh because like i said scout at 20th level with its dual sneak attack is is just like that's just so much fun and cool and neat um caveat on that is you can't actually do the same sneak attack on, on the, the same, same target. target you gotta so, split it up yeah. but still as a massive damage dealer on the battlefield you've just doubled up a scout it's pretty cool mm. but i don't think it's my favoriteist. don't no. think so I think I quite
0: like it. I, I like it for many reasons. It gives you fun mobility at early levels, great skill boosts, two free expertises I p- I on play top it. of your I, rogue I, stuff.
1: I, I play scouts and been one, one campaign for over a year with a, a scout. And gives you better climbing,
0: swimming, and walking speeds. Uh, at higher levels, it gives you great initiative, and you can essentially give, a, like in the first turn, all of your friends' advantage for free.
1: Yeah. It's it's a lovely, lovely uh, ranger yeah, uh, to be honest, I think it's true. A scout is almost better than a ranger. It's a
0: non-magic ranger. If you've ever wanted to play that non-magic ranger, play a scout rogue. It yeah. can't really go wrong. Uh, yeah, multi-class with fighter. That's what you I,
1: did. I, I, I multi-class with fighter and played a whiz and play more of a wisdom rather than intelligence based rogue, um, leaning into sort of survival nature. Well, nature's an intelligent chick, but they get we will pick up on that a little bit uh, with the proficiency but also with more perception and stuff like that. For uh, me, I like it because it gives you good
0: a little bit of cool combat stuff with skirmisher, great exploration and role-play stuff as well, um, just in terms of the flavor it offers. But again, that's sort of more up to you as well. And the 2 for expertise is at low level. At higher levels, it gives you some fun stuff to really be a good party member and a good explorer, good nature.
1: But, you know, for me... uh, you know, I've been I've been look, watching some other friends playing uh at my party. Lately I've I've sort of come around to one that I, I used to hate on. I used to hate on assassins really hard. And mm. actually the assassin one it can have it can have really some really amazing moments. Very early on, obviously, first round of combat is where you shine. Um Provided you get
0: to go first. Bad initiative role and
1: Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's that sometimes like happens. Um but you're sometimes still ahead in initiative order than other uh you know creatures if if it's a larger fight. And so instead of worrying about the big bad or whoever might have had the jump on you, you can always turn the... around and pick off something yeah. else. Um you never you're never really bad for the party. It is a little hard to get
0: that good major assassinate crit off. I think, um, it's, but, I think
1: it's one of these things that once you start playing it and you start thinking about how it works, you you endeavor to, to get this condition set up correctly. And and like anything in D&D, once you start thinking about how am I going to play this, how am I going to do this, and you start sort of like leaning into that, it doesn't take long before you generating that. The same yeah. with sneak attack. I mean, when the first time you play a rogue, frankly, and you're trying to think, well, do I get sneak attack? What do I get sneak attack advantage on? Once you've played it for long enough, then you're just like everything you do, Is ensuring that sneak attack gets it's it's true. The
0: thing about sneak attack is you can do it every turn. This you can do once per combat, provided you meet some conditions, which DM, depending on your DM, might not be very often. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of gaining expertise with two skills, you gain proficiency with the disguise kit and the poisoner's kit. Um, And at third level, you also get assassinate, where um, you have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat. Um, Sort of what the scout gets to do at later levels for all their friends you get to do just for yourself um, and uh, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit this isn't just on the first turn anytime well usually after the first turn the creature is no longer surprised but in general whenever a creature is surprised you hit any hit against it for you is a critical which is kind of nice yeah uh, if you can get that surprised off which you know, talk with your DM may be easier than it seems. If they start playing with some more surprised rules at higher levels, you can spend a couple weeks um, and other things like pretending to be other people. Like for ninth and thirteenth level, they're both about making yourself look like other people and adopting disguises and mimicking people. And, and then the, at seventeenth level, <coughs> it comes to be honest, back I think that's
1: around. where I think that's where I, I lose interest in the assassin. I think at lower levels. It's been quite interesting seeing the the assassin work because it, it in lower CR fights, they deliver enough damage potentially right at the beginning to really, really make each encounter much easier for the... I've had to actually bump up HP blocks and stuff because the assassins are is just so damn good um, that often our fights don't go past the first round. But I think later on, those sorts of things become... They become more a big part of the story. So if you're going to be doing that, the DM's got to have give you space to infiltrate some organization, pretend to be somebody, and then assassinate. I mean, it's got to be a big part of the story. So I don't know if that's always going to work for every campaign setting and every group that you're with. But If you wanted to play the imposter from Among Us, this is the subclass for you. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I've also been playing very recently a soul knife. Mm. Uh, who I like very much. Uh, super, super fun to play. Um, although, to be honest, some of the the psionic stuff, less fun than I was hoping. Uh, telepathic Bond, okay, I guess. It, it doesn't come up as much in the games I've played to be actually super useful. Um, it can be very
0: useful, though, in situations when speaking isn't easy. Yeah. Just being able to be like, yeah, telepathically, we do this. You know? Sure.
1: Uh, and the, the side bolstered um, knack. knack also, you know, I think if you're doing a lot of ability checks that could come in handy, but typically it's, it also is one of these situations. It's a bit like whenever you get guidance or something, if you've only missed by a couple of points, then yay, it's there to help nudge you back into the success zone. But if, if you fail by really a lot, bad. it doesn't matter. It doesn't help. I don't
0: know. Still, though, if you rolled an eight, that's usually not going to get you far. But say you roll a five on this, suddenly you got a thirteen. That's passable.
1: Maybe. You know, depending what you're doing. Especially uh, things
0: that take you from like below to over the ten threshold for me yeah. is always a good sign.
1: I mean, I suppose especially as a as a rogue with your expertise, you often are getting fairly high rolls and, uh,
0: and at higher levels, this becomes d eights, d tens, d
1: twelves. Yeah, you know, which are on top of you know knowing that your, uh, reliable talent's going to carry you through most things. Like it's a, I don't know. I don't know how extra super awesome that is, but look for the character I've got, who is a sort of throwing knife type rogue. The idea that some of her throwing knives are psychic blades is pretty cool. Yeah, Uh, I like that a lot.
0: Uh, So, yeah, your main thing is you're going to be throwing all these psychic blades around. um, And eventually you can do things like you can teleport to where you throw them and cause them to curve and, like, home in on targets and um, become invisible with, like, psychic shielding. And, like, you get a bunch of cool sort of, like,
1: roguish I which is always fun. I think that stuff, uh, compared to, say, Assassin, as you sort of get higher levels, seems more fun. Yeah. A lot more fun.
0: I'd rather be able to as an action, but magically become invisible for one hour, um, until I deal damage or force a creature to make a saving throw. Like, that's yeah. pretty cool. You know? So if I had to rate
1: my, More, rather than like make a disguise over the course of a week, if you know. I had to rate my scouts versus my soul knife, now like I can say the 20th level scout was pretty badass, but that was a very mm. niche type one-off sort of game for playing them again and again. Um, I think, uh, if, uh, this feels bad it's like picking your favorite children um good news is you don't have any siblings uh <laughs> but if I had to pick uh between the two of them uh, and this feels like hard to say but I like the soul knife more do you wow. yeah I mean do not me wrong like that surprises me my my scout I've got like we' played it like
0: totally you though right
1: I don't know there's something about and maybe it's not just the the subclass maybe it's just the character in general it's just mm-hmm. uh
0: well you haven't played him I mean, you played him recently, but it was a little while in between them, you know. Maybe. And sometimes, over time, you can lose interest in the character, you know. Or, you know, that first excitement kind of fades a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I still think he's an excellent character, your scout rogue. We've yeah, we have, we have previous episodes podcasts. of have of this furbolg
1: him. who can disappear. He's yeah. quite fun. He's quite fun. But, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think... I think that I'm ranking if I have to be pushed into choosing, I'm going to rank Soul Knife a little bit higher just yeah. in terms of, of its kind of coolness over the sort of, let's
0: Middle just of say line, it's very mundane of, it what is a little Scout, mundane. Scout is. True.
1: You know, there's, there's an, a lot of exciting sort of supernatural or magical sort of kick in there. It's very, Speaking
0: uh, of supernatural and magical, thief. can I talk about the Arcane Trickster?
1: Oh. Well, we'll
0: get to thief eventually because I think there's a cool multi-class with artificer and thief, which I'll get to. Spellcasting one third. I do like mage hand ledgerman. I think it should just yep. be a feat at this. I point. I agree.
1: I I if anybody wants to play with me, uh, I will let your wizard take a feat that lets their mage hand pick be locks. invisible and yeah. If you also if you also take a background that allows you it. to that's so cool. Take leaves to roll action. But picking pockets and things like that, mm-hmm. I, I I think that there should be ways that anybody can bolster their mage hand to be able to do those things.
0: Yeah. I think though, my favorite thing, and this is again a really high level thing, so it might not come up in any of your games, but the spell thief ability from Arcane Trickster, which means whenever they see someone cast a spell or like that targets you or if you're like in its effect, you can like like force it to make a saving throw and if they like fail you steal the knowledge of the spell (laughs) what level does that kick in uh it has to be this is 17th level so it has to be the first to fourth level spell um and it doesn't need to be a wizard spell and for the next eight hours you know the spell and can cast it using your spell slots wow and then it can't cast that spell until eight hours have passed so clutch moment you steal counter spell from them
1: wow how you, crazy would that you be? You actually just steal their spell casting power. Yeah.
0: Well, not their power, that specific spell. You I know, steal that, that spell from them. That's crazy. That's I don't so know. Funny. How does that even work? That's the most like magical rogue thing you can do. That's just such steal an annoying... Spell. Like,
1: what have you done to me? <laughs>
0: so funny. I can't... I really want not to use that in some yeah. clutch moment.
1: That'd be so funny. Critical role. That's going to be fun. Yeah.
0: Inquisitive, I like a lot. I love the how it gives you an, like a reliable talent for... Just like picking out lies at a low level,
1: I, uh, as well as a bonus I think action both, search. So I think there's, I think there's always this sort of in my mind, this idea I want to do like a, a detective agency a sort of detective. game of some sort. Um, you and I a long time ago played some Pathfinder, some friends were in which I played a detective character, which is kind of the inquisitive in many ways. It's a very good solo rogue almost because um, you
0: can give yourself.
1: Although Sneak I, attack without the, needing advantage. In, the, or in Pathfinder, it was actually a variant on a bard class, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, anyways, the uh, the inquisitive was, uh, I think there's an um, to go with it also the phantom, which is sort of a newer one. Mm. Could also be a cool, quite yeah. a good detective too. So detective. a couple of rogues, you know, instead of being more on the uh, sort of lawbreaker side of things are more potentially like, you know, catch the bad guys sort of side of things. Yeah. Uh, although the Phantom one, I'm not as big a fan of. I think at I hi- higher levels, cool. the, the, the little soul token things and stuff I like are... Them. Meh. I, I like
0: don't. it. I think it's cool. Um, I do agree, though. Some of the features are like a little weird, which I feel like the Inquisitive is your classic, like, noir, you know? Yeah. So it was a dark, cold night, you know, Rorschach type character i could imagine even um I, it's good though if you're playing like a single player campaign and you want to do a rogue i'd suggest picking up like looking at the inquisitive just because they can give themselves sneak attack without needing any friends or advantage yeah with their insightful fighting so it's a good way to like not be so reliant on others which the rogue can sometimes be a little bit yeah bit of a team player um speaking of team player mastermind
1: yeah, I've had an idea to make a mastermind minotaur for quite some time.
0: Mm, I think it's such a cool idea. Not necess- i mean, the minotaur is always a cool in, idea. It, in a suit. But I love the bonus action help. It's So good with the range as well. I—I oh, I made a. I wanted to make a weird, oddball mastermind who is like you know very weird, not magical at all, but so like smart and like with his equipment and. Like trying to like be so like you know and on his turn he's like using his action to do something with his like equipment and like not attacking and then bonus action helping his friends. Uh, I thought that was a cool idea. Although you could still technically do that with thief as well.
1: Yeah, we'll and for thief, for thief for mm. thief my my build idea is a centaur who's <laughs> oh, very good at climbing.
0: That's I that what I would do with it.
1: <laughs> oh, but God, but it wouldn't I be a male centaur horse. It would be a female character. Okay. And the centaur build would be like bottom part deer, yeah, upper part cool. torso, uh, woman. Or maybe half elf or elfie sort of like fae looking cool. thing. So centaur build essentially, but a little bit little bit more springy, if yeah. you will, rather than clunky pulling a horse type cart type vibe. More of like sort of if you see ever see deer sort of moving through a field or I I grew up, you know, near the Rocky Mountains, and you sort of see them, you know, in in rough sort of terrain. They actually move very well. Um, mm. I think we we think of horses and stuff as not being very good climbers, but I think deer and you know, think of like goats, mountain and goats, <laughs> mountain goats and things. There's a lot of hoofed, uh, uh, you know, creatures out there that actually do seem to be able to. Like I've I've seen pictures of goats in trees, like. You know what I mean? Like there, I think hoofed creatures can climb. Um, And I think it just is a fun sort of surprising idea to have this quadruped sort of thief that's like good at, at second story work about getting up into, you know, breaking Mm. in through the second floor windows.
0: One of my favorite multi-class, like offbeat multi-class with Rogue is the Artificer Thief. Because you get fast hands, which means you can use an object as a bonus action. And so you can activate some of your Artificer infusions as a bonus action. So you'll get your sneak attack. Plus with like a repeating crossbow, that could be super cool. I can imagine. Could you
1: bonus action pick locks then?
0: Yeah, that's a part of it as well. Mm -hmm. And sleight of hand is always a bonus action.
1: Wow, that's helpful.
0: Yeah, but you could activate your little action activating weird magic contraption and then still get a shot off which I think is a, a cool idea for like some roguish inventor, very Batman, you know, artificer or Thief, I could I could see. But uh, finally, I think, is that all of them except for the... Oh, we have gone through all of them. The Swashbuckler.
1: Oh, well, we can't, because I said we weren't going to go through them all, so we can't talk
0: about that. <laughs> I, I actually quite like the Swashbuckler. It's
1: also quite a good solo rogue. Yeah, I guess. A, a, a problem with Swashbuckler, like some of the subclasses out there, is it... And don't get me wrong, I think seaside ship based—it's not at all stuff, seaside ship based, but it can be. I mean, obviously, the word just swashbuckler the makes you think piratey setting. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think piratey settings are fun, but the thing about calling it a swashbuckler is it's is there it it, it too much focus in on that? So the idea would be how do you break out of swashbuckler? Well, just do how that. do you use those those features? You think but of your in, you, Inigo Montoyo. You, you, oh, yeah, think you, you think of them in a in a different setting completely so that it's not so, you know, deck yeah. of a ship.
0: Well, here's what the description is. You're, you focus your training on the art of the blade, relying on speed, elegance, and charm in equal parts. While some warriors are brutes clad in heavy armor, your method of fighting looks almost like a performance. I could see this multi-class with a College of Swords or Valor Bard as well. Yeah. It could be very cool. Duelists and pirates typically belong to this archetype. It could look like a Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. But it could also look like, like I mentioned before, Inigo Montoyo. You know, you think this gives me very big rapier vibes, but it also says can fight with two weapons while darting away from an opponent, you know. Um, It's whenever you make a melee attack against a creature, regardless of hit or miss, it can't hit you on, you know, it's on your turn, like no opportunity attacks. So you can like go up to it, oh, missed, come back, you know, and now they have to come to me. Um, especially cool. I, I had a friend who took magic initiate with this and booming blade. yeah, it would hit someone run away from them and then they would be forced to come towards the
1: the booming blade this was booming blade I've seen done as well it's it's a very effective combination you
0: also get some extra initiative bonus uh encourages charisma bumping as well which is always sort of fun in a rogue especially if you get some expertise in deception or performance you can get a very you know romantic charming type rogue going on um and additional ways to use your sneak attack at higher levels uh you get ways to like um you can like (laughs) essentially like goad people into attacking you i feel like with panache and at high levels you can whenever you miss you can reroll smaller sort of stuff but it's sort of fun high levels this sort of doesn't feel as cool but at low levels there's a lot of fun role play aspects to it yeah as well.
1: i mean you could do uh take the the feat that gives you access to some of the battle master moves Mm, yeah, get some, uh, and that be very cool. And you could com- combine those together with this as a quite an interesting sort of uh, fighter dueling duelist yeah. sort of thing. I, I definitely agree. Uh, or even picking up a level in fighters, so that you can pick up a fighting style or something to go with it could be a good combo as well. Um, but you know, I don't think. I mean I think it's, it's the thing about all these rogues is they every single one of these subclasses would be a solid build. I I, I can't see one in here that. I couldn't build and make work. Um, yeah. I suppose like fun. some of them like Inquisitive and Mastermind are the least martial fighty types, maybe. Well, uh, but that's not true. necessarily. I mean the thing because about all rogues you have attack. Well and this but. is just it. All rogues are gonna have their ability to deliver their sneak attack every turn. single turn.
0: The thing I love about rogue is they don't need recharges yep. except the soul
1: knife. They never run out. Yeah, and the soul knife doesn't again, it's only the knacks that really run out, run out. but true. then you just become like a regular rogue yay for you good that's still awesome yeah. inquisitive um, never
0: runs out mastermind never runs out so yeah
1: the rogues like never really run out good. and that's always yeah. makes them great none of them are that are, except
0: for our as well but you know they
1: never they're never really gonna let you down as a bad one some of them I think I would play more than others um I'm not sure about the swashbuckler if there's anything in my I imagination
0: we could do so much of the swashbuckler yeah
1: um
0: it's from, good with charisma builds as well. I mean, if you want to invest in that, it's built for charisma, really. So I'm going to go
1: back and, and reiterate that Scout's my favorite.
0: <laughs> Scout is a classic, but whether it's arcane tricksters being able to steal spells and make a, a roguish
1: caster, it, assassins, nope, the classic Soul Knight's my favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Soul Knight, um, Scout, hard to go wrong. You know, yeah. but I suppose the takeaway from this like this like this episode, if you're playing a rogue, you can't really go too wrong. No. You're going to be classic, stable throughout the whole time. Long rests are really only for your companions.
1: If your party doesn't have points. a rogue. Like if you're starting up a yeah. new campaign right now make a rogue and nobody else is saying oh I'm going to be a rogue even if you've played out. rogues a lot before even more good reason to do it don't think oh I've played one before I can't play one again I've been in that
0: play something new there, they, there's so much diversity there's another rogues.
1: just play a different type of rogue yeah you want to um, play a wisdom
0: rogue do inquisitive you yeah. want to play an intelligence rogue go mastermind or, or like you or like said charisma or you know? go 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 kinda... charisma go swashbuckler. Um, and this multi-classes po- of artificer and thief why it's not it's not
1: impossible to build a strength rogue either it's um, true um, I've done it before I think we had a Phantom it's an one that in the unusual past. and weird build, but doable.
0: Uh, I made a barbarian <clears> zealot <throat> f- phantom rogue. I remember that's a recent episode. You can go check that one out as well. Like there's so much you can do with rogues. They're such a good class. Try and make one. Try and play one. Yeah. Have a go of uh, that.
1: Definitely. If your party doesn't have a rogue yet, it needs one.
0: Should we explain sneak attack? No. Yeah. Should we? I feel like that's always a thing that can trip people up. So
1: if, if you're new to D and D you're tuning in here, <laughs> Uh, and you're a bit like, oh I get sneak attack. Well maybe I don't really, but I'm gonna say I'm get I get sneak attack so that I don't feel like dumb. Yeah. Don't feel dumb. It's a. it is actually a little bit of a trick to figure out it's at the true. beginning. So
0: sneak attack essentially all it does is give you a little bit of extra damage. Unless oh. something else says <clears> It can, it can be a
1: lot work. of extra damage. It can
0: be a lot of extra damage. It starts off as one D six, which is one six out of die, but as you get further and further that'll be more and more dice that essentially give you big whammy hits. And Unlike fighters it, and other martial classes, you don't get multiple attacks. You essentially just get your one super attack every turn.
1: Right. Yeah, so you've got one roll and that run roll can go bad. Mm-hmm. But can. typically you you there's features to make it go a little
0: bit more in your favor.
1: There's ways especially when you start getting good at understanding that your bonus action hide is a really important thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So Let's explain the, how So the cycle
1: the cycle for me for rogues works like this, right? Right. You we will start at the previous turn, the end of the previous turn, the action of hiding, mm. right? So you don't want to start your turn hiding. You want to start your turn in hiding. Yeah. When you begin your turn in hiding, if your previous stealth roll, and every rogue should have a good stealth number. Mm. Put, put expertise put, in there. Put expertise if you want a classic. in there. Good hide. Um, so you roll d20, uh, add your your stealth proficiency uh, bonus to that, which is be based on top of your dexterity as well, which should also be a primary stat. You should have... Yeah, dexterity is push, your highest. Push into yeah. your dexterity. Get your 16 in it for sure. Uh, boost it up to 18 as soon as you can.
0: Or pick up a cool feat.
1: And no, no, no. Get the <laughs> extra dice. And, and So you've got... So that'll give you a, a really good stealth roll. That stealth roll then, if it is higher than the passive perception of the creatures that you're fighting and that they don't have some the obvious track. way of, of seeing you. So if you found at least three quarters cover to hide behind. Or
0: if you're a, a little halfling. Or your If you're friends. heavily
1: obscured in fog or There's darkness. There's plenty of ways or, to get
0: hiding. <coughs> that's a whole nother topic.
1: Yeah, it's, research, it is a little complicated as to what might qualify and might not, but it's really up to your like DM's description.
0: I feel like we haven't really explained exact, So but,
1: but they hide. If they hide right, right, as their bonus action, are we they, already in
0: hiding or are we hiding the bonus action? What's going well, on? Well, we will.
1: It'll have been your previous turn. but right, okay. So your turn starts with you in hiding. So your previous turn, you took the hide action. You rolled a 20. And now this turn you're hiding. And nothing can see you, which makes you an unseen attacker. Mm. So that'll give you advantage on your attack roll. So which whether means you can roll to 20 sided dice. 220 sided dice. But it also means that you'll automatically include sneak attack damage.
0: Well, again, we haven't explained sneak attack yet, I feel, Well, but how this we is this it, is but... one
1: of several scenarios in which you get sneak attack damage. It's, Any it's time, actually quite simple. Anytime you have advantage, you get sneak attack damage. That's right. Ex- but there and are because you only have one attack, trying to attack with advantage is it's what you crucial. should be trying to do.
0: There are many ways to get advantage. The easiest way is if you are Unseen, which you can do as a rogue, no magic or fancy tricks needed. Just need cover. You just need some cover, and you can give yourself advantage on the attack roll.
1: If you're a halfling, you can even hide behind your friends.
0: It's true. I, I yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, the attack, however, keep in mind, must use a finesse, which means you can use X34. Think of daggers, rapiers, things which allow you to be a little bit more dexterous, or ranged weapons, darts, blowguns. Uh, heavy crossbows heavy crossbows although
1: you don't get proficiency in those uh, straight out of the box as a rogue
0: hand crossbows though Light
1: crossbows i think
0: light crossbows or just hand crossbows
1: uh light and hunt hand crossbows um
0: and that's pretty much it just if you have advantage you can add sneak attack and if you're if
1: you're an elf coming into this you will probably bring longbows with that as well
0: it's true and pick up the elven accuracy feat that's a whole other tangent you can go down um but there is a situation where you don't need advantage to get your sneak attack.
1: If you have one of your friends standing within five feet of the target that you're attacking.
0: Yeah, that's right. If your friend is right next to that enemy, you can hit him without even needing advantage.
1: But you will not get advantage on the dice. So you're only rolling one sneak dice. Sneak attack
0: doesn't give you advantage in itself. It's just enabled by having advantage. Right.
1: And as I said, since you, as a rogue, you only have one attack each turn. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're pulling your weight and not missing. I think that rogue much. is actually so, one of
0: the simplest classes in the game.
1: It is. I mean, once you've got this worked out, once you figure out all the different opportunity ways that you can like gain your sneak any attack dice. You, you just make but choices you will, on your you will, proficiencies. At, at and your some expertise. point with the rogue, that trust me, the fighters, the clerics, uh, there's gonna be a, a few out there who are, you know, think that they're the big damage dealers you know, they've got D10 weapons or 2D6 weapons and they're going to be like, ha ha, I, I did 15 points of damage and your rogue is going to drop 25 points of damage. and Everybody's going to be like, Whoa crap, that's a lot. Um, but the, I mean, the advantage of the more martial classes like that is they attack multiple times. Well, so rogue is very martial class. But yeah, but I'm just saying the other ones with like, their two attacks, mm, monks, often, Rangers, yeah monks holidays. with three or four attacks, they average out their hits and misses better, mm. so they sort of get a more consistent amount of damage. As a rogue, if you missing a few turns in a row, you are really falling behind on uh, your contributions. So. And
0: you don't really do much else in combat. It, it is a little well, bit. Well, you of don't a get that trick. close.
1: You can't. You're not going to tank. You
0: could get close. You could try and backstab. You could up close, especially if you're a swashbuckler. You're gonna want to. But close. I tell you right
1: now, yeah. Well, yeah. But there's a move in, move away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scout's got a, a feature as well with things finished there.
0: Turn close to you,
1: yeah. you can back up. Back up half your movement. And those are like those things are good because you need to keep your your rogues a glass cannon. It's true. You they have less hit points than they your drop huge bombs. They're a bit like wizards. Your they, AC
0: is only determined by how good sure. your you know dexterity is, and you don't get great armor proficiencies.
1: So you want to stay. You want to keep your rogue back. It's true. Um, rogues will go down. All the time, whenever they start getting into melee, yeah. uh, don't. You also
0: got to be wary of wisdom and charisma saves. Keep your mental stats a little high, because you're probably also going to be your party's skill monkey.
1: Yeah, well, your your proficiency, your save proficiency is an intelligence one, which doesn't come up very often. It doesn't come up very
0: often. But and if things so, are trying to invade your mind, you've got a little bit of a bonus. But your deck
1: saves are going to be great. It's true. Plus, and it, at higher
0: levels, you're going to get things
1: to make that even better. Yeah, uh, um, so you'll be fine.
0: It is one of those classes where, as you level up, you get more and more features, but you should also be a more and more experienced player and understanding what your character is doing. You don't make a whole lot of choices as a rogue. You just make a choice at um, first level, when you pick up your profici- you know proficiencies like everyone else does, your expertise, and that's pretty much it. And then at third level, you choose your subclass and your ASIs, just like everyone else you choose. But other than that, there's no choices. You don't have to choose spells. You don't have to choose, you know, weird subclass features. You yeah, know, like, and you,
1: know, you make a good point there. Like, apart from learning features, how... No, no,
0: there's no fighting styles. There's no... Yeah, you just got to learn the rules for how nothing. sneak
1: attack works, and then you've pretty much mastered the character. Exactly. You've got the whole thing... And like I but, but attack, just managing that routine wrong. as well of, of I'm in hiding, I shoot, yeah. which reveals my location. Now your routine is a. I I move, so my action was, was attack from hiding. Mm. Uh, as an unseen attacker, then I use my movement to find a new hiding place, and bonus action hide. I roll my stealth die, and hopefully nobody sees me where I where I've disappeared uh, to.
0: And that's a classic example and of a roguish
1: routine. Re- you repeat that again and again and again, and it
0: can change from your subclass. Rogue-ish we also
1: routine. also playing now though with uh, the expanded rules from Tasha's that aim is now a bonus action if you don't have advantage you a bonus
0: action forsake your movement and you get advantage on that attack right
1: so this this is sort of the yeah again the opposite for a rogue that doesn't have any cover just find yourself a nice good vantage point where you can be a good sniper from Mm -hmm. uh that you're far enough away that you're not going to get hit uh and then yeah you don't sharpshooter even and don't move just stay there and shoot this actually you you mentioned this idea of a sniper of like a sharpshooter or a a sniper idea the one thing about DD that bugs me like a sniper is going always going to be shooting from a prone position right they're gonna be laying on the ground with their crossbow or whatever on a a tripod now if you're got a bow i guess lying on the ground would be dumb anyways but if you had a crossbow and you had a little like tripod for it and you sat there and you aimed and lined it up you'd think that'd be a good shot But rules is written, if you're prone and shooting, you have disadvantage. And so you can't be prone while making your sneak attacks.
0: It's true. But again, general rules are always suggestions rather than, you know, the law of the land. If your DM says, okay, whatever, fine. You're yeah. a very specific example of having a... Well, I think typically prone
1: is often you've been knocked down and you're yeah, kind of like in an awkward position trying to get up or laying on your back or something. Back, but if you've, yeah. if you've set up a sniper position, you're clearly Actually, ready for action. Prone, yeah, you know? yeah, You can call it what you want. I That's mean, true. prone, if you do say you are prone, the call beautiful thing is that anything shooting at you...
0: Has disadvantage.
1: Has disadvantage. But you shooting out from a prone position has uh, it's it's one of those little tricks in D anD D that annoys me a bit because it really for certain for certain rogue type sniper things you there should be a way to get around that. And again, it's well, a talk whatever. to your DM thing. Again, I guess. talk to your
0: DM. Rogues, you know, uh, things, you know, things, features, rules can be whatever you want them to be to make your game. Well, whatever your DM
1: says as well. But
0: you know, if that. If you really make an impassion case, I'm sure your friend slash DM will yeah. listen to you.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I think it's only going to probably work with a crossbow, anyways. A longbow,
0: yeah, no,
1: laying flat in the, on your chest yeah. on the ground isn't going to work. So,
0: D and D five e is supposed to be simple. We're not supposed to have oh well, prone doesn't work with all these ranged weapons like a sling and whatnot. But uh, if, in the very specific example where you have a crossbow and you're lying down and you have the situation, then yes, you can you can ignore the disadvantage. You know, in this specific instance granted by prone you know like if i if i'm even if i have a heavy crossbow and i'm knocked like on my back i'm probably gonna have disadvantage you know like it's hard to rule you know they just err on the side of simplicity that's how D D typically works yeah. and why it's so effective roguish routine on your turn you have your action bonus action cunning action means you can kind of do whatever you want with your bonus action like dashing moving is a huge option well, it's not stop, anything know? but
1: it's it's a few things yeah. yeah
0: hiding becomes a much easier thing to do Moving becomes an easier thing to do, and what's the other one? Uh, dodge, disengage. Disengage. Yeah. disengage. so you can get you can hit something or move away. You know, and, and move away or move away and hit something.
1: Dash, you know? hide, disengage, as a bonus action, which is quite handy. It's very handy.
0: Yeah, not as good as the dodge, which some monks get by burning key points, but you know, every turn you have it. There's yeah. no recharge. There's no limit. But you, you can to you can it. bonus it's action so nice.
1: dash and then full action dodge still. It's true. Um, which that means you've got basically triple movement um and then disadvantage for anybody to hit you so yeah. if you are trying to get away there's a good way to do it pretty good or
0: dash double dashing you know bonus action action dashing and your full movement yeah it's pretty good you can cover 90 feet at second level that's more, more you know more than most people can uh What's your roguish routine though? I think it's establishing when you're making a rogue, think what are you gonna do like on each of your turns or on specific turns yeah. entering into combat? Well, oh, and here's What's another move, here's
1: another know? fun tip. Rogues, because they're it's like, you say, like almost like a crossbow as well, a glass. They're know, very, they're very. Like a well, this is just it, and they're it's very. Like ahead of time Their weapon that they're going to have is going to be very specific to them, and mm-hmm. it's going to be their kind of go-to thing again and again. To be finesse or ranged, so which is fine. And don't get bored and think that oh well, I, I just lean into that weapon. And here's the fun thing to make it even more fun. Unlike some things, like say a wizard, where gosh, I mean, you might have. Who knows what spell today, which requires whatever combination of dice. You need a big bag of dice if you're playing a wizard. You just need some D6s. For rogue.
0: Whatever your weapon is. So
1: you can actually go online and buy, like, custom sets if you want, even. You can go. attack dice? Just buy, yeah. Well, because you're going to say, so for my scout, he's got a a D10 for his heavy crossbow. Mm-hmm. And then three D six, three D six for that. That I'll get a Start matching time. a matching D twenty and a another D twenty that maybe is the opposite sets of colors it shows um, advantage. So that you've got advantage dice and uh, you know and uh, and then yeah, that's it. You put those all in your cup, give that a shake, boom, uh, yeah, drop that into your uh, your dice table. And and I know a lot of us play online, so that doesn't matter as so much. But it is kind of fun as a rogue to build your own like all matching dice set of just those set of dice, And you will just roll those ones again and again and again. There's not a lot of extra variety.
0: You, you know, might you have, you might variety.
1: have a dagger or something on you. Yeah. So have a D4 uh, always in, in there, there. in the back, hey, backup.
0: Always have two daggers on you. No matter what character you are, you're a cleric. I don't care. Two daggers, always a good backup. You never mm. know if you're going to run out of spells. You're going to need to start pulling out weapons. Well, or if you, you want to, you can't make, you can't make an opportunity
1: attack in something that's running past you if you don't have a dagger
0: well that's not
1: true but <laughs> it, it well you need a you need a martial you weapon in hand, right uh a a crossbow is a terrible uh weapon for opportunity you can, attacks but monks
0: can un- unarmed strike opportunity attack though. sure
1: but i'm saying as a rogue as a rogue you're mar- you're you're not going to want to use your your range attack weapon it's true
0: it's very at true.
1: disadvantage as something's running past you yeah that's true that's dumb have a dagger that you, as they run by. Hey, if you're um, a crossbow expert though. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. Uh, Yeah, there is other ways around it, but typically I would say don't, don't try to shoot things with your longbow at point blank range. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think a bit of a shorter episode this week, maybe.
1: I guess, I mean, that's, I mean, I love rogues. We could go on all day about uh, our love affair. We, we've tried to keep it simple uh, to the point of saying that, Hey, we love rogues. Yeah, uh, we love all of them equally, but the scout more than the others. No, no. And the soul knife more than the others. And my next one will probably either be a mastermind or a thief. And then after that, maybe an inquisitive. So yeah, we really, <laughs> really hate rogues. Uh, I probably not going to play a phantom. I just don't like them. So there's my rating. What's your, what's your scale?
0: <sighs> okay. Quickly here. Arcane trickster I'm thinking maybe, uh, I think, uh, A, it's got cool potential to it. Not a great spellcaster, but I think some of the features are fun. I love the idea of a spell thief. Uh, I'm going to do assassin B tier. I just don't really like the higher level imposter stuff. And the assassin only works on the first turn. Um, For inquisitive, I'm going to put it as S tier. I just love the reliable talent. I love some of the higher level stuff you get from it. Super cool. Investigative vibes. Works well on its own. I like it a lot. Uh, Scout. I'm just gonna put it solid A tier, not super magical or fantastical, but it gives you solid features all the way through. Um, Soul Knife looks interesting. you know. It does have kind of weird recharge stuff, um, but I do love a lot of the um, Sonic stuff. I'm going put it S tier. Mastermind, I like A. Uh, I, I love, again, some of the stuff it gives you. High level stuff, not so cool, but the bonus action help is undeniably awesome to me. Uh, B tier, I'm um, put Phantom. I think it's cool. It's got potential. Ways of the, whales of the Grave to hit yeah. two targets. Boo. Um, but Dump it. I, I, I can see why. It's a little weird. I, I'm going to put Swashbuckler in A tier. I think it's being able to go back and forth. It's charmingness. I think it's super. Could be a very cool idea. And, and Thief, I'll put in A tier as well. I like the bonus action. Use an object. I think it's got cool multi-classing potential. Got really good climbing speeds. And as you scale, it gives you classic rogue features, is all I can say. That's my yeah. ranking.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think this. If you, yeah, if you want to play a sword fighting type rogue, then Swashbuckler is probably your go-to. Go go. To, you know,
0: yeah. the ultimate rapier or whip kind of guy. Yeah, you know, whip is a finesse weapon. I know. So you can use a whip with sneak attack. Fun, right? Ten feet away.
1: Kapow! Pow! <laughs> and if you're playing a rogue bugbear.
0: Yeah, fifteen foot,
1: fifteen sneak foot sneak Plus, attack. Plus,
0: they get like sneak attack features in their race. It's just got this well.
1: funny idea that like this big bugbear like hiding behind this bush, <laughs> and then suddenly from out from like the middle of the bush, there's this like whack. You get whipped by something. Thing? I mean, you could easily just have a wood elf, mm-hmm. uh, who actually is a good choice for this with um dexterity well, and, and mask the of the wild. wild. It's true. So mask of the wild means th- that yeah, in natural foliage, instead of having three quarters cover one half cover is probably enough for them to hide. Mm. Um, so that sort of helps a fair bit for your DM. If you're saying, hey, can I hide behind this? Well, you're Wood Elf mask the Wild, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you hide in almost any of the bushes that we have on the map because they're all, you know, at least half cover. Mm. And whereas other characters, if they want to do that, they'd be like, no, I, you need the heavier trees or the bigger stuff maybe over here or here or here. Yeah. So I think Wood Elf becomes a really good choice on that. Plus they also have Longbow as a proficiency coming straight into it, which is a great weapon to be a, a rogue with. Um, nice big dice on it. And uh yeah. You uh you've got yourself a, a, a pretty good character going on. Pretty, All pretty right. good rogue.
0: I hope this any of this has inspired you to build a rogue of yeah, your
1: own. Oh, and they also get long swords. They get long swords too.
0: Oh, because oh, from the elf weapon training. Yeah, yeah.
1: There. So that would also make them a good uh, or go right.
0: high elf, pick up minor illusion, and give yourself half cover. Uh, but technically, is it half cover?
1: Well, so minor illusion is a funny thing because like you could make a five foot you can, foot, through you it, can make you know? a five foot bush out of it. It doesn't actually protect you. But in any it's way. it's not about the, the, it's not about getting the AC buff from it's the, about the cover, being right? So so cover is when we talk about half cover, three quarters cover, converting that. To hiding is really talking about whether you're lightly or heavily obscured. So it, this is like kind of the deep DM sort of stuff. Hey, DMs out there. Um, if you're struggling to sort of figure out, oh, are they lightly or heavy obscured by the forest here? I think the easiest thing to go to is, would it be half or three quarters cover? Mm. If it's three quarters or better, they're probably heavily obscured. Uh, if it's sort of half coverish, they're probably lightly. If it's less than half cover, probably not obscured at all yeah uh and so some abilities give you some things in the game give creatures or characters the ability to hide more easily in lightly obscured so that means you can whether it's mask the wild or the skirmisher feet you can bump them up to and i think the halfling the halfling that with, uh did i say skirmisher i mean skulker yeah skulker and mask the wild Things and, like that. Yeah, I think the halfling one as well. The halfling one makes a really great, interesting character because, unlike having to, the other, everybody, every other rogue who has to try and find cover, the halflings can simply just hide behind their friends. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. And then, like, make their sneak attacks from back there. Very true. It's pretty cool. Shooting between their legs. Pew!
0: Or piggyback riding.
1: I guess. I don't know how exactly. Yeah. I've never quite figured out like, how to, any other way to imagine it besides them. Um, the question I actually get from friends and stuff sometimes is, you know, can I, if I'm hiding, can I like move out a few feet and then hit something with my weapon and get my sneak attack? No, no, you cannot. As soon as you move from hiding, you're not hiding anymore. It's true. So if you can't make your attack from three quarter or half cover, uh, as soon as you move out of it, you don't get your sneak attack. And one more note
0: though, you don't need to be using dexterity. The weapon just needs to have a property which is
1: called finesse or ranged. You, ah, you're right. It has to have a ranged property, so it can be thrown with strength. It's true. You can hand axe throw with hand strength. Hand axe, hand axe, strength throw. Or you rogue. can
0: use that rapier with your strength. You don't need to use a rapier with dexterity. It's versatile? It's finesse. Finesse, I should You can say. use strength or dexterity. Yeah,
1: versatile means one or two-headed. Uh, finesse, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: whips, you can use strength or dexterity. Daggers, you can use strength or dexterity. You don't need to use dexterity.
1: Are they really both? And Yeah, I guess they I'm must be. I'm pretty sure it I'm is. I'm pretty sure
0: they are. Actually, hold up. Let me... I don't want to make a fool of myself on television, on-, on the radio. You're on the radio. Yeah. When you making an attack with a finesse weapon, you can use your choice of strength yeah, or dexterity. Of course you can. So you don't need to be using dexterity. You just need to use a weapon with finesse or ranged
1: good times good times
0: strength rogues forever
1: yeah Strokes. it's a tough build have fun with it uh i could see a cool stroke swashbuckler a yeah stroke maybe st- swashbuckler with uh Thief.
0: yeah yeah then you get good jumping I mean, climbing stuff like yeah
1: that. maybe trying to yeah well there's that right there's your super climbing. if you're climbing weirdly dexterity is not your climbing ability oh, no, it's, it's about strength yeah, if you have to make a check for climbing, it's athletics, not acrobatics. Yeah,
0: although you think maybe a, a climbing rogue could use dexterity, but who knows? whatever. Yeah. All right. We have been rambling on just because we love rogues so much. I hope, again, this has helped you, and we will see you unless there's anything else. Be-
1: you so won't, because I will be an unseen attacker stabbing <sighs> you from the darkness. Ah. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye-bye, everyone.